Comic Book Savant, episode 482. Welcome back to the Comic Book Savant podcast. I'm your host, James Harris. This episode, we're going to be doing uh, the second episode of Retro Movie Reviews. This episode, we're going to be covering Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. But before we get into that, as always, I'd like to give a shout out to my friends over at the Comics Podcast Network. You can find them over at comicspodcast.com. It's a great site. If you like the um, content that I create here, it is a one-stop shop of comic book related content creators as far as podcasters, uh, video shows. You can find uh, podcasts on individual uh, characters or publishers or teams. Uh, so you have so much variety. There are literally hundreds of different shows listed there over at the Comics Podcast Network. So if you have a moment and you're looking for more content, especially in these day and ages, uh, with um, with us being at home more, working from home in some uh, circumstances, all the other craziness that's going on right now, and you just want to kind of unwind and get away from the world and listen to some cool comic book related content, the Comic Podcast Network has you covered with hundreds of uh, creators and even more podcasts. So if you have a moment, check that out. Now back to the meat of the episode. Um, I'm going through these first retro reviews, going through all the Christopher Reeves um, Superman movies. If you didn't hear the first installment of Retro Movie Review, I think it was last month that I did it. And of course, we did Superman the movie. So I figured I would work my way through uh, the four Christopher Reeves movies uh to boot now the issue i ran into with this i got superman 2 the richard donner cut that came out i want to say it came out i don't know like 10 maybe 10 years ago or something like that they released this um but it wasn't the original cut of the movie i thought when i was doing this that i would be able to get the original cut of the movie or it was included i had this on dvd or blu-ray and i think they have both cuts of the movies on the the blu-ray dvd but i again if you're unfamiliar with me in the show i i um all my kind of entertainment and content that i own is more digital now but so i bought this off of itunes and it only had the um the donner cut included in in the uh, packaging of it um now it's crazy because superman the movie when i reviewed it, it had a, a longer cut then I, I wanted to go back after I told you guys about it in that episode. Some of you recommended that I go back and review that one. So it was like a director's cut version of Superman one. So I, w- I was uh, surprised to find out this only had the Donner cut included on it. So unfortunately I can't do a comparison between the two and I'm trying to find the Superman two non Richard Donner cut at this point. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's a while ago since I last owned any physical media, but I had this and I'm sure they had both included on it, but neither here nor there. Uh, going into it again, this is Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, directed by Richard Donner and Richard uh, Lester. Um, written by uh, Mario Puzo, David Newman, Leslie Newman, and Tom Mankinkowitz. And the breakdown is as follows. Uh, Superman agrees to sacrifice his powers to start a relationship with Lois Lane, unaware that three Krypton criminals... Uh, he inadvertently inadvertently released are conquering Earth. So this is a direct uh, pickup from where Superman the movie ends. Um, we're introduced to the three criminals, which is uh, General Zod, Non, 
in uh, Ursa at the very beginning of Superman the movie at the very beginning scene back on Krypton you see them on trial and seeing them getting trapped in the Phantom Zone and sent out to space how this ties into the Richard Donner cut and if you're unfamiliar with the mess that was Superman and Superman 2 is that Richard Donner they, I think they were shooting both movies if I remember correctly um, they were shooting both movies consecutively um, in all of it uh, productions costs were ballooning it was taking more time uh, they had a lot of issues. The studio ends up firing Richard Donner. They, um, I think maybe Richard Lester was a um, uh, second unit director or what have you, but they brought him in. They re retooled uh, the story some between the two movies um, and broke the kind of one super long movie into uh, two movies. And certain elements that were introduced in the first were brought back in the second. As far as you got introduced to Zod, and, and like I said, Zod, Ursa, and Nan. They show up in the second movie. The events that led to uh, them being released is um, in the original movie um, when he's getting rid of the missiles. One of the missiles go out far in space and actually hits the um, the projectile or the object that they were trapped in the Phantom Zone that thus then releases them. So then if, uh, inadvertently at the ending of the first movie, he sets up the events of the villains being free in the second movie. Um, I think one thing this uh, Donner cut did, they did a really good um, synopsis, like lead in at the beginning of the movie showing, hey, this is what happened last time. And leading into the movie and then it goes right into like kind of picking up where we left off from there so i did like that aspect of it um uh what else can i say about this movie uh i thought the one thing that really stuck stuck out to me that i didn't appreciate when i was younger but i appreciate it now more so than ever is uh christopher reeves i always thought he was a really good guy you know rest in peace to him he was always a good guy, and I thought he was like, um, for me, never being like a diehard Superman fan, I guess I didn't appreciate him to now being older and can go back and reflect on it and being more of a movie fan and seeing more movies. And, and with the uh, rise of comic book movies, you know, over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, you know, 10 really when we go back to like the MCU ramping up 10 to 11 years now. Um, that we get so many. This is one of the very, very first that was able to be a blockbuster, this series of these Christopher Reeves movies. And just the complexity in his performance that he showed from uh, one movie to the next. I don't think maybe in the first movie, um, at, at times they showed nuances in his performance and how good of an actor he really was. But I thought this was really... Um, this really spotlighted this this performance in this movie really spotlighted how good an actor and how nuanced he was in his portrayal of Superman as well as as Clark Kent and you know him being conflicted about being an alien serving as Superman but then wanting a regular life with Lois and him coming to terms and grips and struggling throughout it and you could feel it you could see it in the talks that he had with Marlon Brando's Jarrell character from the um, projections from the uh, Fortress of Solitude and um, their interactions. And Marlon Brando was good. You know, we kind of can say, like, the little we saw him in the first movie, it's like, oh, he just gathered a, pay a paycheck and he's, like, kind of phoned it in. But, again, he was seemed more invested in these, you know, in, in these scenes where they were going back and forth, though it was, like, like a pre-recorded projection that he was seeing. But he still felt 
more three-dimensional and less wooden in um, this movie to the next in those scenes that they shared together when they were talking about him uh, giving sacrificing his powers and to become human to be with Lois and the conversation they had in that scene was the super powerful um, Gene Hackman as well again something I did not appreciate how um, kind of dark and sinister his Lex Luthor was you know being a kid I just thought he was like very slapsticky but again a lot of times I saw this movie on TV and later like on like cable like HBO back in the day uh, but really seeing it now like an uncut form just little nuances I'm using nuances a lot that's my word of the day it seems but either way um just the complexity and the the um turn from dark to you could be slapsticky at uh, parts be com- uh, comical but then very very um uh sinister all at the same time it was just really good and again like underappreciated uh, margaret kidder again continued her her role as lois lane I, I spoke on it in the last episode when i reviewed superman the movie where like i I never really cared for her lois um I, but i do one thing and even in this movie like the, the, i don't know how um how much i ever believed her as lois lane the news reporter but i did um, believe her as Lois Lane, um, Clark Kent slash Superman's love interest more so than anything else because they did have an undeniable chemistry between the two. Um, Terrence Stamp as General Zod loved it. I've loved Terrence Stamp, you know, from a kid. When I first saw this movie, um, and this is my favorite out of these first these four um, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, um, was always Superman two. And I just always loved his his just his cockiness, his the smugness of Neil before Zod and just how regal he came off as a villain. Um, And I've always loved the Zod character based on his portrayal of the character in this film, Uh, even going so far as I loved uh, when the video game Injustice, the um, DC uh, fighting game that's made by NetherRealm Studios that makes Mortal Kombat. In the first game, they had Zod as a character, and I had to play him immediately because I've always just gravitated to the character based on that that famous line in the movie, Neil before Zod. And it just was synonymous with the character in my mind. And it was just like, he was the first time I saw a villain on, on anything at that point in my childhood. And when these movies originally came out, you know, I was like five, six years old and, you know, in syndication and stuff. And they used to come on TV like every holiday. I saw these movies so many times growing up, especially these Christopher Reeve movies, because they were the only really comic book movies of any significance that were out at that time until 1989 came. And, you know, Batman 1989 came out. Um, so it was like the gold standard. So they would show these on TV a lot always around the holidays and so forth so we saw it you know time and time and time again and so he was what my embodiment of a true villain was uh because it was the first and only one we got to see on the big screen as far as a comic book related uh film so um, this movie hit so many different notes as far as this nostalgia now when i look at it now taking the rose you know glasses off um you know, this movie is is not the best. It's kind of hokey. Um, when I look at it now, I would say as a movie, though it was my favorite as a child, um, it lacks a certain um, a certain charm that maybe the first movie does. So where I um, 
had a stronger affinity for this movie as a child, as an adult, I would have to say Superman the movie is, is more of a all-time like classic movie where this movie, like far as the plot and the story, is kind of jumbled and all over the place. It doesn't flow nearly as smoothly. Um, and it has to do again with the Donner cut and um, how this was you know, presented because they took unused footage, linked it together from what they sat down with Richard Donner and what he had originally planned on doing and how certain things were shot. So this is not the perfect cut. And that's why eventually I'm going to find and get the original Superman two cut. And I will do um, a comparison between the two movies. And like I said, I've been trying to find it and I can't even find it like on iTunes anywhere. So I have to really find the original Superman two cut. I vaguely remember it from my childhood. I know definite things are different in this cut. Um, especially when it comes to like the beginning and how the ending is handled. But again, when I find that I'll, we'll re revisit this comparing the two and we can get more into the specifics of the differences between the two movies and how it affects my overall opinion. So until then I'm going to hold off on my actual rating. Cause I did go back and rate the first movie. I'm going to hold back because it's not a full picture because again, we have two different cuts or versions of this movie. So the, fairly judge the movie i would need both parts to come together and do a full review of it but i do think like i said um is it still my favorite of these movies i'll say not as i stand right now um but again i might feel differently after seeing the theatrical cut to the donner cut and comparing the two so we will do that comparison when i can um but again good movie to watch if you haven't seen these films they're 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 you know we wouldn't have superhero movies that we have now if it wasn't for the Superman, the Christopher E. Superman franchise of Superman the movie and so on and so forth. Superman 2, Superman 3, and what, Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Like, we wouldn't have got anything we got later. We wouldn't have got Batman, um, X-Men, Blade, all of those things we got later. You have to, you know, tip your hat to these Christopher Reeve Superman movies. But that's all I really have for this episode. As always, you guys, if you haven't checked it out, we've had some changes going on in the world of comic book savant. So if you haven't noticed, I have effectively closed down the old um, Facebook group, which was, um, what was it? Uh, comic book savant or no, the savant, excuse me, the savant, savant society. I've changed, I created a new group because I, it would not let me change the availability of the group from private to public. I was opening up the group so you could invite more people and, and more people can find a group to help it grow the community that we, we have and, and to kind of take down some of the barriers of uh, getting in contact with me or participating in the show if you're a listener and you want to. So the new group is uh, Comic Book Savant Society. Um, you could just search that on Facebook and you'll find a group um, you'll be you'll answer a few questions before um, you know when you submit entrance into the group you'll have three questions to answer you answer those three questions you get approved and you come in and everything is the same as it is before but it's public and we're looking to grow the group more and, and kind of remove some of the barriers and finding the group uh, for people that are listening to the podcast already or if you recommend it to someone and say hey here's a really cool comic book group they can find it way way easier than what it was before so uh that's definitely a thing as always if you want to follow me you can hit me up on social media i'm on facebook uh just search for um comic book savant you'll see the, the page for comic book savant 
and again the group which is uh, comic book savant society and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at comic book savant um if you want to support the work that i do here i also have a patreon campaign which you can find over at patreon.com forward slash comic book savant um but that's all i have for you guys for this week um i hope you stand safe like i said there's so much craziness going on in the world so i hope by creating this content and putting it out there for you guys that you can um it helps relieve some of the stress that's going on in, in, in the midst of all the craziness in the world right now that you can get a few minutes away and enjoy yourself and enjoy this. Um, but please, please stay safe. Um, Till next week, you guys take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>